So what I'm sharing with you this morning, I have entitled, Moving in the Opposite Spirit. It's quite an interesting title, Moving in the Opposite Spirit. Some of you may be familiar with this concept. Uh, others of you, maybe you've never really heard of this before, but that is it, Moving in the Opposite Spirit. And I believe that this message will be very applicable to many things in the world that is going on at this point in time. And I believe that this message will also challenge you. So get ready for a message. You know, this is not, you know, how to be comfy in church this morning. <laughs> I believe that there's times when messages need to challenge us. And so Luke chapter six, if you can have a look there, so long, keep your Bible open to Luke chapter six. We'll get there in a few moments time. I wanna begin with an observation. An observation around what is going on in the world today. And here is my observation. Here it is. There is a, a lot of anger and hatred in the world today. Can you agree with that? Can you relate to that statement? There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of hatred right around the world. If you look at what's going on just in media around the world, you see a tremendous amount of this. There's anger, vast amount of it. Even if you look in our own country, there's anger. If you look at the nations of Africa and the continent of Africa, there's a lot of hatred, there's a lot of anger. Even our local communities, People are up in arms about so many things. There is a lot of anger and hatred in the world today. There is also what I would call a lot of ugliness. <laughs> ugliness. You know, I saw that recently our president tweeted, and uh, President Ramaphosa, he tweeted a message of condolences for one of the ministers, Minister Ntembu, Ntembu, that had passed away. And so Minister Ntembu, who by the way was one of the good guys, if I could put it like that, uh, seemingly a man of integrity, even all the other parties praised this man for his role. And so here the president is just lost one of his key ministers, he tweets a tweet of condolences, and uh, I follow the president on Twitter, and within a few moments, the insults began to fly. The ugly words and the insults. People began to laugh and sneer and ridicule. People began to post pictures of uh, laughter about this guy who had passed away, this minister who had passed away. And people were also saying, uh, it would have been great if it could have been that minister or that minister. And I thought to myself, how terrible that we live in a world where people think it's okay to do things like that. It is not okay. But it's a picture of the hatred in the world that we see nowadays. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of anger obviously related to the pandemic that we experience nowadays. There's a lot of anger also, more recently, in terms of the vaccines. And, and then people are saying, well, you know, how's it gonna roll out and who's gonna get first and who's gonna get last and, and I wanna be in front of the queue and, and we see some rich guys getting this vaccine first and there's a lot of anger around that. There's anger and hatred around government control. 
and the draconian measures that we are seeing in some places. Some uh, governments of the world have taken a moderate approach. Some governments have taken an excessive approach. There's anger around politics in the world. And if you think of America, the recent presidential elections that took place there, there is a lot of anger. I mean, the conservatives hate the liberals. The liberals hate the conservatives. And there is just such severe hatred and animosity. And because America is a leading nation in the world, it actually filters across the planet. And even here in South Africa, many people suddenly beginning to align themselves this way or that way with politics in America. There's anger in the world around race relations. Have you seen? Have you noticed? It is very severe. There's also anger around the wealthy and the poor, the haves and the have-nots. And the poor are extremely hateful towards the wealthy. And the wealthy are fearful of what the poor might do. And so there is this anger that we see in the world today. You know what? There's also a lot of fear going on right now. People are scared. People are afraid. People are in a self-preservation mentality. And they're just trying to protect themselves. But you know what? When we are angry and when we are afraid, it brings out the worst in us. <laughs> it really does. And so one of the questions that I think we need to ask as the church of Jesus Christ is this in this time is this. How do we as Christians live in such times? How do we live? How are we expected to conduct ourselves in the times that we're living in? And so let me now share a passage of scripture with you. And I believe it is one that will challenge you. Let the word of God speak in this context that we've just described. Luke 6 verse 27 to 36. And here Jesus himself is speaking. Our Savior is speaking. Would you allow these words to speak right into your heart? Not just thinking of, well, he was speaking to the disciples and the followers in that day. Let this speak to you. This is Jesus speaking to you today. And Jesus says, but I say to you who hear, are you hearing the word of God today? Love your enemies. Wow. Right there, a powerful statement. How do we live in these times? of hatred and anger, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic. Give to everyone who asks of you, and to him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do likewise to them. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even the sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend 
to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But, here it comes back to the focus of the people of God. But love your enemies. Those three words, would you say that with me? Love your enemies. Do good and lend hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will, reward will be great. Now listen to this. And you will be sons of the Most High God. That is powerful. Notice that phrase. For He, God, is kind to the unthankful. He is kind even to the evil. Isn't that an amazing God that we serve? He's even kind to evil people. Therefore, be merciful, just as your father also is merciful. And so as I read a chapter like that, I find myself being personally challenged. Anybody else say, I'm challenged when reading a chapter like that. And so I'm challenged and it teaches us some of the beautiful characteristics of our heavenly father. Because verse 35, verse 36, it says that he is kind. May I remind you today that our heavenly father is kind. He's kind to unthankful people. He's even kind to evil people. Therefore, be merciful. Here is the instruction. Just as your father also is merciful. And so folks, as we endeavor to live in the opposite spirit, which is opposite to the spirit of the world, we will, number one, display the heart of Father God, and number two, become sons of the Most High. Now, you've got to understand this. God is saying, as you choose to walk in the spirit of the kingdom of God, you become sons of the Most High God. Yes, we're all, as believers, we're all children of God, but then you start to act as a son of God because you are demonstrating the heart of Father to the world above. Too many Christians are behaving like Christian children, and God is saying, I want you to be my sons and my daughters in a more mature way, because as you walk in this heart and spirit, you display the heart of Father God, and you also become the sons of God, the sons of the Most High. Now, there are four things that I'd like to share with you today based on what we are speaking about moving in the opposite spirit. Point number one, the tendency to retaliate. The tendency to retaliate. So we live in a world completely opposite to the way that God wants us to operate. And if I could try to give a couple of little phrases of maybe the attitude of the world or the philosophy of the world, maybe some of these phrases would encapsulate that. The world's philosophy says, I am a servant to nobody. The world says, I have rights. I stand on my rights. The world says, I will get that person back. Don't you worry about it. The world says, I don't have to put up with what he said. Who does he think I am? The world says, perhaps, do unto others before they do unto you. <laughs> the world says, if he shouts at me, I'm gonna shout louder. 
If he gives me a piece of his mind, I'm gonna give him three pieces of my mind. I won't stand for that. That is a little bit of the world philosophy. But let me say this, child of God, we are not called to act like the world. We are supposed to act in a way that demonstrates godliness in our lives. And so therefore, it's a case of don't conform to the world's attitude, but be transformed. And we know Romans 12 verse two says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, that same verse, Romans 12 verse two, in the message translation, puts it as follows very nicely. It says, don't be so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You will be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what God wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the world culture, always dragging you down to its level of maturity, God brings out the best in you and he develops well-formed maturity. I think that that's very beautiful. And let me say, in this tendency to retaliate, there is this aspect of wanting to quickly turn to litigation, to turn to lawsuits. And I believe that seldom is it a case that lawsuits are the better option to be chosen. I think of America. I think it was in America you started to, uh, years ago, hear the phrase, I'll sue you, I'll sue you. And you're watching television programs, I'll sue you. Don't you dare do that, I'll sue you. But you know what? It's also infiltrated South Africa in the last 10 or 15 years where there's a greater tendency for people, the slightest thing happens, slightest little mistake, and I'll suit you. Uh -uh, no, I'll not suit you. I will sue you. I'll sue the pants off of you. Your wall, your boundary wall is just so much over. I'll sue you, you better remove it, etc. And so we've got to ask ourselves, are we gonna be people that will follow this tendency to retaliate? But you know what? It seldom is the right thing to do. I remember I was chatting to a constitutional court judge here in this facility. And he was getting closer to his retirement years, a man of great experience. And so I said to him, sir, tell me what's it like being a constitutional court judge? And he said the following to me, this statement, I still wrote it down, amazing. He said, litigation is like feeding on the carcasses of dead relationships. Wow. So here's a man who's spent his entire life in the legal fraternity and he's seen that time and time again, it just doesn't pay off. And perhaps you are somebody who's lost many years through legal battles that you've been involved in because you like to retaliate. But more often than not, it isn't worth it, and it is also not the way of the kingdom of God. I do understand that there can be legitimate situations where a court case is necessary, but on the whole, I believe that you could use, lose years of joy through pursuing that and through retaliating in that way. And it says in Matthew 5, verse 38 to 40, Jesus said, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, Jesus speaking, not to resist an evil person. Wow. 
but rather whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. <laughs> you know what? Jesus is speaking to us about moving in the opposite spirit. And at times, we need to be willing to turn the other cheek if we sense from God that that is the right thing to do. Because under the Old Testament, there was this thing that you could settle scores and you could get even with people, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. If you had a fight with somebody and they punched out your tooth, then you had the right to go back and sort out and rip out their tooth as well. It was the way it was under the Old Testament law. But now, under the new covenant of grace, we are called to an entirely different standard, the standard of the kingdom of God. And when Jesus was on earth, he demonstrated this kind of heart. Do you know that there were instances where Jesus could have retaliated, but he chose not to retaliate? And at times, do you know that he even just kept quiet? <laughs> Can you keep quiet in some situations where you want to retaliate? Listen to the verse. 1 Peter 2 verse 23 in the NIV. It says, when they hurled insults at Jesus... He did not retaliate. Do you hear that? This is the example of Jesus. They hurl in insults and he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he trusted himself to he, him who judges rightly and justly. In other words, Jesus says, I'm not gonna get into this. I trust myself to the Father who judges rightly. And I think to myself, what a remarkable verse. What a remarkable God we serve. It also says in Isaiah 53 verse seven, it says about Jesus that he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Now, some people listening today, you might say, John, well, I'm sorry, I just cannot keep my mouth shut. That's who I am, and you know, I've got Italian blood in me, and this is the way we do things in our family, and so I cannot keep my mouth shut. Well, I just wanna tell you, no, that is a lie, and if you keep on believing that lie, Christ-like character will be hindered from forming in your life. That is a lie, because you have a new nature from heaven the old nature has passed away and you continue to crucify it. You have a new nature. And so I wanna challenge people that think like that, that this is just my personality. I wanna say, no, do what is good out of the uh, new nature that God has given you. <laughs> Some husbands are going, yeah, now my wife can hear. Some uh, wives are going, yeah, now my husband can hear. He's gotta cool it. And really, if we are believers in God, that is what we are called to, walk in our new nature. Point number two, react or respond. React or respond. Now, we are not responsible for what happens to us in life, what people do to us in life. But we are responsible for how we respond to those things. Isn't that so true? Chuck Swindle says the following, Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how we respond to it. I think of my dad. 
And so my dad, uh, he was leading a large church, a large pastoral team, pastoral team of about 25 to 28 pastors. And sometimes in the pastors' meetings, sensitive topics would need to be discussed. And tempers could potentially flare. And as this was taking place, there would be times where, uh, you know, this pastor says something and then the other pastor starts to get worked up because of what he said and how he said it and so on. And, and my dad used to say this. He used to say, brethren, listen, don't react, respond. Reaction is not gonna help, but responding in the right spirit can bring about a lot of progress. That's, that is, there's tremendous wisdom in that. I wanna say to you, don't react, but rather respond. And by the way, this could make a massive difference in your marriage. When your spouse does something that upsets you, instead of reacting, talk about it and try to understand what took place. Let each one's heart be understood and then you respond in an appropriate way. It can bless your marriage. And it says in Proverbs 15 verse one, it says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. In those moments where you wanna react, if you give a soft answer, a gentle answer, it can totally diffuse a situation. Also, James 3 verse 17 speaks beautifully into the heart that we should have. It says, but the wisdom that is from above is first of all pure, then peaceable, gentle, and willing to yield. Notice those words the wisdom from above. I'd almost like to say that living in the opposite spirit with the wisdom from God is peaceable. It is gentle and willing to yield, full of mercy in good and good fruits. Now, would you notice the phrase willing to yield? Please say that with me, willing to yield. I wanna ask you this question. Are you willing to yield if necessary? It's so uncommon in the world today. But God says, when you operate with my wisdom in the opposite spirit, you are willing to yield. And so let me tell you that when you and I decide to control ourselves and not freak out, it will be a testimony to people around about you and they will see your good fruits and they will respect you because of that. I wanna say it is easy to lose your temper. Anyone can lose their temper and discredit themselves, but it takes self-control to rule over your spirit and that what, that's what God calls us to do. And so I appeal to you, as we're talking about this today, I appeal to you, let us demonstrate self-control as the children of God. After all, it is a fruit of the Spirit. Let us demonstrate self-control. And so don't react to situations, rather respond, because that is the wisdom from heaven. Can I get an amen? Point number three. Choose a better way of handling life's challenges and now specifically, move in the opposite spirit. And that's what we're talking about today. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. gave the following statement. He said, 
Darkness, and by the way, thanks Pastor Bruce for giving me this statement. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And so to realize that it is about love and it is about light and it is about moving in the opposite spirit. Listen to me carefully. Maybe you grew up in a family where there wasn't moderation in the family and, and healthy interaction. Maybe your dad or your mom modeled a reactive style of living. And regularly, they would you know, fly off the handle and begin to go nuts and swear and lose their cool and have a temper tantrum and start to throw stuff around the house. And because of that, you've learned this and you've thought that maybe this is normal. I wanna tell you that it is not normal to live like that. And it is not God's desire for you to live like that. And I wanna say this to you very carefully today, that the hev our heavenly Father wants to show you a new way of living, a better way of living, where you move into the opposite spirit. And you can transform your household to be such a different place from perhaps an abusive, uh, losing the cool kind of household that you may come out of. Because I wanna tell you, your home should be a, p a place of peace. God wants Christian homes to be a haven where the presence of God rules and reigns. And so I believe the world is needing to see the children of God operating in the opposite spirit in this time. I wanna say that again, that the world is looking for believers, for children of God that will operate in an opposite spirit. It makes such a difference. And in that sense, I wanna say, it is time to shine your light. You say, John, I don't know how I can do that. I don't really have much light. Let me tell you what the scripture says. Isaiah 60, verse one to two. It says, arise, shine, for your light has come. You say, I don't have any light to shine. No, you do. <laughs> because Jesus is in your life. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, child of God. It says, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. We were talking about the hatred, the ugliness, the anger, and this is what we've seen. The darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon you, and his glory shall be seen upon you. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. And so I wanna tell you, that this is the time to be moving in the opposite spirit. And when we do, our light is shining powerfully. John Gagliardi says the following. He says, by moving in the opposite spirit, we walk in faith, not fear. We walk in victory, not defeat. In generosity, not greed. In peace, not anxiety. In love, not anger. We walk in integrity, not dishonesty. In joy, not depression. We serve instead of wanting to be in charge. We give instead of wanting to receive. We bring light into darkness and righteousness into depravity and corruption. And you know what? The spirit of this world is one of darkness, but the kingdom of heaven is one of marvelous light. 
So I wanna say to you, let your light shine. I wanna say, it's time to shine the light. Won't you say that with me? Say it with me. It's time to shine the light, amen? On to point number four, my final point. Live at peace with others and be gracious. Don't you think that that is something which is so needed at this time in the world? Live at peace with others and be gracious. Now, would you look at one last scripture with me? This is Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 17 to 21. I'm reading from the ESV version. And it says, much in the light of the, the spirit in which we've been sharing, it says, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. You know what? This is the time in the world where we should be doing what is honorable. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. Never take revenge. But leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will be heaping burning coals upon his head. I don't have time to explain that now. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And what we're talking about today in moving in the opposite spirit is overcoming evil by doing good, by letting our light shine, by being salt, by being a difference in the world. Because if the children of God are not gonna shine the light, it's not going to appear on the face of the earth. Now interesting, in verse 20 there it says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Now the Passion Translation puts that in an interesting way. It says, if your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch. <laughs> Isn't that cool? If your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch and win him over with kindness. That's moving in the opposite spirit. And so folks, I wanna say that as we live in this country of South Africa, or whichever country you may be listening from, I wanna say that we should always strive to live at peace with others. And it says in verse 18, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. So we need to endeavor to live peaceably with our family. We need to live in peace with our colleagues. We need to live in peace with our fellow citizens in South Africa, all the different types that may not look and talk like you. We need to live in peace with our neighbors. Sometimes it's very difficult to live at peace with your physical neighbor. I wanna tell you, we have a neighbor, one of our neighbors living next to us, who is a very difficult man to live next door to. If I was to list to you the amount of complaints that we've had only from that one person, but by God's grace, we've endeavored to live in peace. And I saw him just the other day and chatted over the fence and he wished me a happy new year and I wished him a happy new year. And you know what? There is peace between us. It doesn't mean it's easy, but there is peace. 
And we as children of God should not be the ones that cause conflict or disagreement, but we should be the ones that seek reconciliation because this is in keeping with God. And so I wanna say to you that we need to be sowing in the area of peace, of kindness, of grace, of mercy. Matthew 5 verse seven says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. I wanna tell you one quick story. Every Saturday we send out a brief SMS to the church saying, hey, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. This is what the title of the message is. This is the scripture passage. And it's always a warm and inviting message that we sent out, send out. But one day, I send out these messages personally. And one day, as we were sending this out, within a few moments, I got this re response from a, a person. This was the response. Oh, please. <laughs> that was it. Oh, please. And I knew who it had come from, and I knew that their heart wasn't right before the Lord. So I just decided, well, I'm just gonna bless them. I didn't send a response, but in my heart, I chose to bless them, and I prayed a prayer of blessing over them. You know what? Within a few seconds later, somebody else sent me a beautiful message, and I still kept it. This is what it says. They responded to the same message, and they said, wow, we appreciate your ministry of teaching and encouragement, and we pray for you. The three of us will be at church tomorrow. And I thought, how cool is that? But I believe that I received the beautiful message because I responded in kindness to a harsh message that I received. And I wanna tell you that if you will walk in grace, you will obtain grace. If you will walk in the opposite spirit, you will receive kindness. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word to us today. And Lord, we realize there's a lot of darkness in the world, but we know you are calling us to shine the light and to walk in the opposite spirit. So Father God, we look to you and we trust in you. And we declare, Lord, that you can use us to walk in the opposite spirit. But we wanna do what pleases you. We wanna honor you and honor your name. So help us, Holy Spirit. Amen, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. So Father, thank you for your word to us today. And Lord, now as we continue worshiping, thank you that you move and you work by your spirit. And thank you for the anointing in this place, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen.